Hello, everyone. This is the 528 Podcast, and I'm your host, Pierre the Emperor. Today, we're doing part two of the series, I Dub Identity Crisis. I have a very special guest on the show today. I've actually been on her show. Uh, her name is uh, Victoria Brazil. She's a very interesting and inspiring individual. And uh, we have a pretty good extensive history through fitness that we've grown to become into a friendship. So without further ado, I'm going to let her introduce herself before we get into the subject matter. You have the floor, Vic. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, like you said, my name is Victoria. I am a single mother. Um, and, you know, I'm a Dallas native. I'm, you know, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. And I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Hi, you know, this is exciting. I love podcasts. As he said, I have my own. I have my own, so I, I enjoy what is the name of your show? What's the name of your podcast? Tell the people what's the name of your podcast. My podcast name is Visionaries of Life. And basically what it is is we're all visionaries. We're all here to create and inspire to do something. So my goal is to give hope and, you know, maybe give a little bit of light on those who are having maybe dark times or whatever, just to kind of give them that little push to be the best they can be. Absolutely, I agree. Feels with weird being on this side, though. <laughs> you so used to being to lead now. Yeah, I'm, now, I gotta sit here and wait. Yeah. What is he gonna ask me? <laughs> but it's gonna be a great show, guys. We're gonna uh, pick Victoria's brain. As you already heard from the previous podcast that I did, I, I opened up and showed you how uh, what posed the problem for identity crisis in society today. I talked about some of the constructs that was in place that uh, produces these certain type of behaviors and to cause people to lead their lives in certain ways. So, Victoria, I'm going to, uh, like I said, I'm going to pick your brain apart. I'm going to start off. I want you to tell me, like, just transition through your life starting from beginning to present day to some of the things that transpired, uh, some of the things you grew up, whether it was uh, religious, uh, economically, relationships, how all those things, like, just shaped you and kind of, like, created you know, you to be who you are. Did you kind of bug? Did you revolt? Just tell us about some of those things from beginning to present day, like how you became the Victoria Brazil you are today. <laughs> he said the Victoria. Okay. <laughs> Can I get some coffee, please? <laughs> um, well, my uh, girl, I, I, I think that it's like a diamond. Um, when you first get a diamond, you get you have, you have this black, ugly coal, mm -hmm. and it goes through this pressure, and the more pressure... That um, that you're that's placed on it, the the better the diamond is, right? The more right. flawless uh, the diamond is. So I I'm going to say I was a cold growing <laughs> up because um, starting at a young age, um, I went through. Uh, so my mom mm -hmm. at twelve. Okay. Well, first off, let's start from the very beginning. Okay. She was in she was incarcerated. So my grandmother had me and my my brother until we was in third grade. Oh wow. Um, and then from third grade up until I guess six, however you old, when, however old you are when you're like eleven or twelve, mm -hmm. um, I stayed with my mom and my brother in Irving, Texas. Shout out. And so uh, from there, you know, life was okay. You know, it was it is what it is. I've always had this connection with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. So um, we lived there, and then my mom went off. And I just realized the other day that she was, like, in her early 30s. So this is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. But she went off somewhere with her friends and left me with some, you know, like one of her her friend's children to, to watch us. Mm -hmm. And in that process of her leaving us, I got, I was molest, I was sexually molested by her friend, her friend's friend, uh -huh. a male. Um, and when my mom got back, she was angry and said it was my fault. So she beat me and gave me to my grandmother. 
So from that time, from sixth grade, seventh grade to um, let's just say an adult age, I have always been, I was I was always I was like an angry kid, um, just always in trouble. And if you see me, you wouldn't have you wouldn't even you wouldn't even expect this. Right. But yeah, I was always an angry kid, always in trouble, uh-huh. and um, I ended up getting pregnant at fifteen, had my daughter at sixteen, and I was still kind of a of a of a tough case. Like my aunts and uncles used to always say, "Are you gonna kill my mom? You gonna kill my mom?" Because I was just so bad. And if I look back now, I'm like, "Oh my god, I was a demon kid. Like I was a spawn of a demon, like for wow. real." And so, well, when I had my daughter, I always said I wanted to be a better mother than my mother was to me. Even though I had my grandmother as my mother, it was something about me that still wanted that love from my mom. So let me interject right there. So you basically, if you guys were listening, you basically was rejected by your mom through the the process of you being molested. Something that was totally not your fault. fault, So you was rejected. So you experienced rejection as a young age. So she just basically pushed you into the arms of my mom. Yeah, of my Gigi. She was called Big Mama for me. Okay. Yeah, so, I, so, yeah, that, and then not only that, my dad wasn't in my life. Okay. So, you know, I was just a, when we talk about identity crisis, I I had one. Right. You know, I had I had a lot going on. So, when I had my daughter at 16, mm-hmm. um, my grandmother was like, don't bring no more home and I'll take care of this one. So, I was still able to kind of run the streets and still be the bad child that I was. Wow. Well, at 17, I got into a really bad fight. This girl, I don't even know who she was. This was nobody, but this was nobody but God giving, sending me an awakening. And I'm telling you because I don't, I don't even know who this girl was. She come into this gas station, and she, um, she basically says, "I don't like you. I'm gonna fight you." And she waited outside for me to come outside, and we had a fight. And it was crazy because in the moment of us fighting, all I could see was like in slow motion my life. Like I seen. I was like, I don't want my daughter to grow around, go grow up around this. I don't want, you know, like, I don't want to be this for my daughter. She's going to grow up like this. I don't want her to be in the street like this, you know. And at that moment, I decided that I'm going to change my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where it started. I was, I started going to church mm-hmm. more. I would go to the altar and pray a lot. And then to not make this, this story so long and drawn out. Um, I just, I just got really, really deep into church. And at that moment, my life was... I want to be the best version of me, Christian, that I could be for my daughter and my grandmother. So, and what so, what motivated you to the the trials you was experiencing, the, the experiences you had that wasn't so favorable to you? Is that what caused you to like seek out church or like refuge in church or religion or like what? No, it was really that fight. Like I, I'm telling you, because I was nothing else made me want to do better. Like I wanted to be better for my daughter, but I was seeing her, so it wasn't like she was like not around it was just that fight i mean i guess getting beat up so bad was like this could have been worse like i mean at this time this this is when girls were holding having um those things those razors in their mouths and and cutting people up i don't know if you remember that era but um yeah yeah. yeah, so i have i have a friend that has a whole bunch of keloids on her like her chest and her face because well she's my friend at the time because some girl she had a fight with you know, cut her up, brought the brought the knife out, the uh, the blade out, and started cutting her up. Wow! So I just I don't know. It was just like I didn't want my daughter to grow up in that kind of environment, and right. I just wanted to make a change. So, um, and I think we're all made from different things, and it's up to us to look at those little those little nuggets. Like 
Okay, this is a nugget. You you just got your ass beat. So uh, you can either change here or, or something. And if I didn't listen, if I didn't listen to that, you know, what if it was something else later on? I don't know. Um, but at that moment, at seventeen, I was like, "This is it. I don't want this anymore." So okay, I just so to change. you having like a, a you just you having a very uh, strong reflective moment at this point. So through this inspiration of the butt whooping that caused this change, right, right. okay. Who are you at this particular like like point like for us in your mind like what who, how do you view yourself do you view yourself as a terrible human being? Yeah, or? so no, at that point it was really just like I'm fit to live for my daughter and my grandmother. Okay, right. So uh, everything that I did was attached to them. So mm-hmm. from 17 up until the beginning of this year, it was I am going to make sure you're okay. I'm, and so I started getting into like I started reading books mm-hmm. like just. Business books. Is this out of the norm for you at this point or no? Oh, completely out of the norm. Okay. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. I was like 18. I think I, actually I was 20, 21 when I wrote my first book. Mm-hmm. But at 18, I uh, when I went back home, I started, like I, said, I started, you know, uh, really praying. And it's, it was weird because I don't know when it happened, but all of the, the, uh, the anger and the, the everything that I didn't love or I was mad about... Mm-hmm. It was deleted. It wasn't deleted. It was just uplifted. I almost. It was almost like I manifested a better, better attitude. Right. You know. So at eighteen, I, I got my first job doing. Well, it wasn't my first job because I've worked since I was fifteen. But like getting back into like the realm of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighteen, I started selling like perfume and cologne at my trunk. Mm-hmm. Ended up making that into a business, and that's when my first entrepreneurial spirit happened. Mm-hmm. And after that, I, I didn't want to look back. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So. You know, 18, I did that, and then um, that business failed because you are as great as your, your as your mind is. Absolutely. So, because I had never read, I was I, I had I was financially illiterate, mm-hmm. I didn't pay my bills, I didn't pay my, my uh, people who was working for me, so my business failed. Mm-hmm. First failure, right? And then, so I ended up getting a real job at Capital One Auto Finance in Plano, mm-hmm. And I worked there from uh, up until I was 21, and they, the lady did not like me. She fired me. She didn't like me for real. That's a whole other story. But uh, she fired me. And that was so devastating. I remember calling my grandmother and was like, I don't know what to do. I was doing everything. I, got I mean, I was in tears. She was like, oh, baby, just so normal. She was like, oh, baby, just, just draw unemployment. I said, what's that? You know, because I had never really, like, none of that, you know, never registered. So I remember drawing unemployment, and uh, this is when... This was a year when Donald Trump actually came to Dallas, uh-huh. and I had uh, I was driving down. I remember I was driving down seventy five, and I seen a billboard. It was like one ninety nine to go, but I didn't have it. And I was like, man, I want to go to that. Like I, I know my life would change if I go to that. I get to the house, and I had two tickets, free tickets waiting for me, and no bullshit. I was wow. I had, yes, I had two free <laughs> tickets waiting for me. Yeah, and I remember calling the tickets, and I was like, hey, yeah, I was just making sure these are real, like. Are these like real tickets to go to this event? And then she was like, "Yeah, you got two tickets." I could not get one person. This is how you know you need to change your circle. Right. I couldn't get. I couldn't get one person to go with me to a business event. Free at that. For a free business right. event that I was driving to. Right. And so when I got there, I um yeah I seen it and my eyes kind of just changed. My my whole mindset just kind of expanded and then once your mind expands never will it return to its equivalent spot like so if your mind once you expand your mind you can never go back you know and so i um after that event i went and i read my first book it was called thinking grow rich and it changed my life no it was rich dad poor dad and Mm -hmm. then thinking grow rich 
and it changed my life. So that's where my entrepreneur spirit came, and I was like 21, 22 when I read that. So how was it? Was it difficult? Did you have your own place during this time, being a teenage mother? You staying with your grandmother, like during this time? Were you independent, like or what during this time? Yeah. So no, I actually was going back and forth. So uh, at that time, I had like a little townhouse, townhome that me and Nadia was staying at. Okay. Uh, then we ended up going back to my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. um, and so we was there for like six months, maybe a, a year or whatever. Because back then you can get you can get apartments for like six months. It was it wasn't like. Un, like unknown like right. everybody we would do six months to a year whatever so I would do that and I went back stay with my grandmother and then um, in 2009 at this time I done did so many network marketing companies um, like a whole bunch of multi-level marketing companies and none of them just like really panned out mm-hmm. uh, but so in 2009 I had uh, moved out I was like I'm moving out for the last time so I moved out of my grandmother's house, and she's my grandmother never wanted me to leave. By the way, she always wanted me to stay at the house. Mm-hmm. I was her baby, and so uh, I moved out in 2009. And in 2010, I brought Nadia with me, and we moved to Irving, and we stayed in Irving up until last year. So from 2010, it well, 2000, yeah, 2010, 11 until 2019, we stayed in Irving. Right. So it was just me and Nadia, and you know, we was just grinding it out, you know. Um, so to, to talk about to talk, talk about identity crisis, like growing up without my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. you know that was uh, that was a struggle. So I've always been a person who who wanted that, and then I had my when I realized what I had with my grandmother, um, my whole identity was them, my wow. grandmother and my my daughter, and your world was centered around those, those two, two people, right? And in two thousand and nine, this year. 2019 of May, mm-hmm. my grandmother passed away abruptly. Like, it wasn't like something that just happened. Right. I mean, it was, just, it was something that just happened. It wasn't like, oh, she has had cancer for five years or right. whatever. It wasn't something like you expected that was coming. Like Yeah, like she was fine and then she wasn't. Right. And at that moment, I realized I did not know who I was. Mm-hmm. Because when she, I didn't know how to move on. I didn't right. know how to, I couldn't. By the grace of God, I was working for myself mm-hmm. because I would have lost my job because I couldn't get out of bed. I could, I was, I had to remind myself to eat because I didn't eat. I didn't want to. I wasn't hungry. Like my daughter had to come and console me. Like it was just, it was a lot, really you know. Hard. And so, um, you, I, I would say that when you're going, when you're as you're growing as an individual, make sure you are you are you, Correct. and then everybody else is just like added pieces. Mm-hmm. Because if some if you if you were, if you're tethered to somebody, whether it be a boyfriend, a husband, or any even your kids, if you're tethered to them and if something happens to them, it's going to break you. And I was broken, and I didn't know how to get out of. I, I, I mean, I was seeking so many outside, so much outside help, mm-hmm. um, just because I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen next. I didn't even know if I was going to be here. And that's interesting that you say that. And me just knowing you, I know your grandmother was very, like, like a major influential figure in your life. So, like, just, like, what did she instill in you, like, from as a grandmother to a granddaughter? Like, what did she instill in you? Did she also, like, go with the constructs of society? Like, was was her was her parents, if you even discussed that with her, was her parents, like, very religious? Did, they, did she go with No. <laughs> okay, so go into that a little bit. Well, I don't really know my great-grandparents because okay. we, you know, they... 
um, yeah, they kind of passed away. So, okay. but I know they, like my mama family was not really, she was a smoker. She was like, totally she didn't, go, she didn't go to church or right. anything. I don't know where my grandmother, actually, I really don't know where my grandmother got her religious from, religion from, but she was very, my grandma was very religious, but okay. you know, I, I think it's okay to be, it's okay to have some kind of moral compass. I think right. religion Absolutely. gives you that. Mm-hmm. I think it's when it's all be all or not right. is when it's a problem. Like, Growing up for me, um, if you was a Muslim, you're going to hell. Right. Like Christian Christianity was the the that right. was the super. Yeah, that was the on truth. Pretty much, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Right. So, so it was like, um, you know, just she she was very religious. Okay. Uh, um, but I think with with me and her, it wasn't because it wasn't grandmother and daughter. It wasn't grandmother granddaughter. Okay. It was mother and child. Right. I, I honestly feel like, and I and I don't know this to be true, but this is what I feel like. I feel like she she probably f- uh, felt like she she uh, my mother's gay, by the way, and I think that she felt like maybe some kind of way that was like her fault, or not maybe not her fault, but like that was the child that went the wrong way, right. and then I was her her right. savior, right. kind of not not her savior, but like you was the golden child. I was the golden child, child like, right? Yeah, right. So so because she did every she was just there if if. If I needed a thousand dollars and she didn't have it, she would have it. Like she was wow. my like it, it didn't it didn't matter. She was she was my she was like heir to me. Right. Like she she I and it was and that's bad because I depended on her so much emotionally and just she was just everything. I remember I had I, after she passed, I had uh, some you know how stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. it kind of pops up like remembering. It was a Mother's Day. I forgot. I don't know what day it was, but under the picture, it was just me and her. And under the picture, I said, "Like I don't Happy Mother's Day, Mom." I said, "I don't know." I said, "God's gonna have to take me before He takes you because I don't know how I will live without you." That was that was like years before her passing. Like, right. but that's how I really felt about her. And I remember that. Like, I remember going to a funeral one time and it was like, "I can never lose." Like the lady, the lady that that had passed away was a part of the church, and her daughter was just having a hard time. I was like. I, I couldn't do. I couldn't. I don't know how she's doing it. I, I could never lose you. Right. And she was like, "Baby, what do you think is going to happen to me if if you left? If you left before I left? Like that's what kind of relationship we had. You wow. know, I talked to her all the time. So when you ask what kind of things did she instill me, she everything. Like she she was like my world pretty right. much. And you know, and that's why I was so so broken when she. Because a great deal of you was was in her. Like when she yeah. died, like you went with that. Exactly. And then right. it was not only her leaving. Then Nadia went off to college. It was just like my whole world was like, what the fuck? Like right, right. you have nobody now. That's exactly how I felt. Like you have nobody now. And so um, I was going through a really big like, who is Victoria? Right. Who is Victoria without without all these influences? Without everybody else. Right. So um, my my journey kind of when I'm like looking for who I am now. My journey kind of uh, <laughs> went down. Like I went to go see like a whole bunch of psychics. I wanted to go see a whole bunch of like mediums uh-huh. and like just people to try to give me like some kind of light. None of that matters either, to be honest. It's like it's something that you have to find within yourself. Right. You have to become one Absolutely. with the universe. And if your universe is God or Allah or whatever, but you have to really sit down and just like become one with with that. You got to sit by yourself and just shut out all the noise because until you like I had a friend say that she uh, she was she gets lonely at night but to me I'm like how you know right. prior I probably would I, I probably could understand her right. but now where I am now it's like how 
if you're if you're lonely, if you can if you can't sit in the house by yourself without feeling lonely, there's that means there's something about you that you don't like and you need to figure Absolutely. it out. Because you should be able so, to be comfortable with yourself at all times. At all times by yourself. Like you should be able to go someone could drop you off in the middle of the jungle and you should be okay. Like not feeling like the world your world should be within, not not outside. And that's what that's what I've um I've learned how to I'm still I'm still learning right. though. You know, I call you all the time to ask, ask you questions. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still learning. And that's totally fine, but I'm looking at your life and I'm just really amazed because you go, you're giving me a little bit more detail now because you're being very transparent. Not saying you don't all the time, but like just looking at the attachment aspect of life, how we yeah. build attachments with family, how we build attachment with relationships, yeah. everybody. When we have to detach ourselves from these things, like identity is like exposed at that time. Yeah. Like what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do if this man leave? Yeah. What I'm going to do if Mimo uh, go? What I'm going to do if daddy go? Like yeah. your faith is in all that when it never should be in anything but then yourself. Like, And that's where the identity crisis comes in. Right. Like, that's, that's why it's an identity crisis because your identity is attached to somebody else. Right. And and once you sit down and figure out who you are, like meditate, I would say meditate or pray, whatever you call it, but just sit in silence, eyes closed, and just just ask God, just let go and just right. be like, show me, you know, or you know, whatever. If you want to listen to some 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 uh, subliminal messages mm-hmm. on YouTube, then whatever. But whatever. It is listening to some some gospel music. I don't know whatever right. your thing is, exactly. But just kind of sit in peace for ten or fifteen minutes. Look at look outside. Walk, make how you know. Go outside and be a part of nature. I used to not like prior to my grandmother passing. Guys, you couldn't even get me outside to walk. Like I hated to be outside, which is crazy because now that you think about it, we are all one. If there if the trees didn't flourish, how would we breathe? Right. You know, if there if, if the trees if the sun didn't give the trees the things that it's needed, how would it grow? Like everything is connected. Mm-hmm. The bees creating flowers. Like right. everything that like one little thing that's out of pocket can mess up the whole universe. Right. It's <laughs> and, one energy in many things. In yeah, all things. Yeah. Right. It's and, the same energy. And so now I understand that though. But right. before no. You didn't understand that. Or I didn't I wasn't paying attention to it. That's very that's very good, Vic. And this is Victoria Brazil, guys, and she's for those who've just coming in on the podcast, she's expressing her life experiences and she's showing you guys, she's expressing how her identity was shaped as a result of these some of these experiences that were traumatic. Uh she had a, a strong attachment to her grandmother which heavily influenced her in the direction that she's uh she's going to now. I call it a blessing in disguise, Vic, because, you know, had not that happened to you, like, what would you seek? Like, you're comfortable in that particular part of your life. Yeah. Granny lied. It's my my mama. You know, I don't even call her grandma. That's your mama. That's how you do it. I called her mama. Yeah, that was your mom. Like, and, you know, y'all had such a great, strong attachment, like, Mm -hmm. and then that attachment just cut off, like, just when things were going, like, fine, like, your world had to be shaken because for you, it took a death to evolve you. For some, it takes, you know, other things. It's, It's... I won't say it's unfortunate because all things work out for the, the purpose they're supposed to. Yeah. If you're meant to awaken, you're going to awaken. Yeah. And it just so happened that pain is the outlet that uses to awaken. Yeah. You know, and whatever it know whatever it is that can get your attention and cause you to be like, okay, I need to sit down somewhere. I need to just like I don't know what to do. It's always misery. Right. Misery is what bring about change. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's the man who worked for a company for ten years mm-hmm. in the company. Let them go. Whenever there is some type of grief or pain or misery, that is when a person 
really seeks within themselves and change. Right. So I think it's any kind of misery that brings the change in a person. I'm going to say this to you, and I want you to elaborate on this for me. This is a quote by Pierre the Emperor, okay? You heard it first here on the 528 Podcast. So funny. There are many people, many presence, presence in this like this earth. But there are not many individuals. Because people have attached themselves to other people. And they're living out other people's reality or other people's identity. So they have none because they abandoned theirs because they found comfort. And here, in, mm-hmm. in the detriment in that, Vic, I have children. Mm-hmm. I, I, I allow them to have choice. But I also put them and steer them on the right path to say, hey, if you go down this path, this will happen. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, although I'm telling you this, if it's meant for you to, <laughs> to experience this. Yeah, I can't I, do nothing about I it. I can't do nothing about <laughs> it. It's going to go through one and going to go out the other one. Uh-huh, yeah. But why do you feel it's so detrimental? Just speak to the audience, the listeners. Why do you think it's so detrimental to like just be all, your, your all is in someone else and not yourself? What, what is the danger of not having your own identity like from your experience? I mean, um... I mean, that's a tough one because it's it's easier it's easy for me to say you know don't be you, you can't live out the life of somebody else you have to right. be your own person you have to but is it danger in that though I mean yeah like I literally like what if I wasn't what if I wasn't uh, as strong as I am right. where would I be at right now right you know what I'm saying so yeah there's danger in it but if you would have said if you would have brought this to me uh in in let's say March April in April. I wouldn't even been able to talk to you about it because I wasn't meditating. I wasn't, I mean, I would try, but I wasn't like for real meditating. I wasn't really seeking my inner true self. Like I wasn't doing that until, until it was a point in my life where I was like, Oh my gosh, like who am I? Mm -hmm. Like even after I I, I had an, and you know what? Honestly, I think, I think the universe gives you steps. Absolutely. So my, I think my, so of course my first step was like, even when I got molested at 12, like that was a step. Like I could have, you know, I could have went a different route. There are people who go down this road and it wasn't like, okay, molestation, your mom comforts you. It was molestation, your mom let, let you go. Right. There are people who will go down and do drugs. They, Absolutely. I've never, the only kind of drug I've ever done is weed. Right. I have never done any drugs. I haven't, you know, you know, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm grateful to say things like that. Mm-hmm. But that was a step. That was, that was a kind of like a, a niche in my, in my, um, I guess you could say in my, my belt uh-huh. of like the universe saying, okay, I'm de- we're really about to develop her. That's why I started with, I was a coal. Mm-hmm. Like I still haven't became flawless yet, mm-hmm. but so I could have went a different route. That different route could have led me somewhere. Com- I wouldn't be here with you right now. Right. So it's like it's almost like is it to find out who you are is very is it is very detrimental if you don't. But I can guarantee you something's going to happen. The universe is going to right. force you to find it, right. or you're going to end up dying. That's why they say there's so many you know uh, successful people. There's in, so many in the, in, in, the a, in the cemetery, right. like because that's where all the million dollar dreams are. But I honestly believe if wherever you're supposed to be, you're going to be. Right. You know, um, if you fight it, then, then you're going to be you're going to be like Judas and you're going to kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's, you know, it's, it's just I feel like it is very important, but you can't. No one's me saying something, you saying something. Mm-hmm. We can't force it. Right. Uh, but you can be now you're aware. Right. Now I can go and say, like, I had a like give you an example in 2016, you know, I had a um, a really bad breakup the earlier part of 2006. It was just how I, which I had met you, and like even then, 
like if I think about my relationship with men, mm-hmm. that relationship, my relationship with men was because of what I longed for, I, that love I longed for. Like I was long, like now I don't care. Like if I'm, if I find a relationship, great. If I don't, great. Because I know who I am and I love who I am. Right. right? But at one point in my life, it was like, I want a relationship. I want a, I want a husband and I want to make sure we have like five kids and it just has to be like this because I had this perfect, like my, I still was looking for who I was. Right. Did not knowing that though. Right. I didn't know that I was looking for who I was. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think you just have to be aware. Like, look at your surroundings like and ask yourself, you know, if he leaves me, how would I feel? If this person died, how would I feel? And then once you once you become aware from of that, then taking steps to become who you are. Like like you said on my podcast one time, you just take yourself out. You just have like you really have to figure out Ask yourself the question, who am I without my kids, without my husband, without my boyfriend, without my friends, who am I? And because if you, because if you don't, then you'll never be, you'll never be truly happy. Mm -hmm. Living for somebody else, it may be a facade. You may look like, oh, I'm extremely happy. It may look like it, but it's not until you live your truth where you find like real true happiness. And I absolutely agree with that. And I think that the question is 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 very it's a very good question to ask yourself. Who am I? Like Victoria stated, who am I outside of this person? Or just who are you? Who are you in general? And if you have to struggle to gather information about that, which is is, is going to be prevalent for a lot of people, then you definitely need some uh, to analyze yourself. You definitely need to do some self reflection. Mm-hmm. You definitely need to spend some time with yourself mm-hmm. to even know who you are. Like. That is, if you if you figure out you, then everything else is pretty much is 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 nothing. Yeah. Because you can navigate through there. When you find out who you are, saying no is so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that too because when you if if it's hard for you to tell somebody no or like say you got friends and they and they are like going out or whatever the case, you're self pleaser when you don't know who you really are. Mm-hmm. Like you you have to because you everybody else means so much to you. Right. That you is being neglected. Right. You know what I'm saying? But in your head, you're like, but I'm doing this because I'm a good friend. Right. This is for me. But I really don't want to do it. When you find out, when you start living your truth and your true, your true self, you know how to say no. Absolutely. You And, and live live confident in it. So, yeah, I think this is, um, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's step one. Finding out, like asking yourself without all this, this stuff around me, you know, like who who am I? Which is a very good question. And guys, we are, me and Victoria, energy just flows so natural. And we can talk for years. Like literally years. years. Like literally years. <laughs> I mean, we was going to uh, Windstar, which is like an hour away from here. And like, dude, we had like a nonstop conversation. And we was like, dang, we should have recorded this. <laughs> right. This, that was a whole podcast vibe going on in that car. But guys, we leave. I'm going to leave you with something. And I'm going to let Victoria leave you with something. I'm going to leave you with Be You. Despite the constructs that's forced uh, upon you, uh, the upbringing you are, you have to live out your truth and your identity. It's good to glean information for people, but some stuff that doesn't set well with you, don't accept, don't embrace it because you'll find yourself living a lie at the expense of your identity. Vic? Yeah, well, um, I don't have anything as, as nice and adequate as he's, that he's, that he's oh, placed wow. with you guys. But <laughs> I will say this, like, you know... It, you you don't have to wait until all the chips are in a row to get to get right. You don't have to wait until there's so much like pain and anger and 
disappointment to get yourself together. You just just know that in you, no matter what, you were created to be great. Like, I always tell people, because you're listening to this, that means you're alive, right? There were 250 other million sperms that were released. And I'm, I, I, I say that because I want y'all to get the, get the, get the, get the visual. Mm -hmm. There were 250 million other sperms that were released to get to one egg. And if you're not a twin, a triplet, a quadruplet, or whatever, you were the only one that made it. That's not only did you make it. You also went through nine months, ten months of inside this little incubator, and then you came out and you are who you are. Now, and if you're if you're five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, you are still beating the odds because you're listening. You have to think about things like that. It's all about perspective. It's all about you know um, how you see things and how you view it. You know, so where you are right now doesn't have to be your ending. So that's all I got to say. But I will say this. You guys can find me on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. I like Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> it is Victoria, V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A underscore Brazil, B-R-A-Z-I-L, just like the country. And then my podcast is on all the platforms and it's called Visionaries with I-E-S of Life podcast. And that was a pleasure being here. Thank you, Vic, and we're definitely going to have to do another show. Thank you guys for listening, and this has been the 528 Podcast. I'm your host, Pierre the Emperor. Much love.